one side you see there's a leopard sitting there and on the other side there is a temple and then the people are walking there uh, and then just praying to the god and then leopard can see the people are like walking on the temple but they are like been living in harmony for since last 200 years Hello again, and welcome to another episode of In Melbourne Last Week, a conversation podcast where I speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things. My name is Ivan Pugioni, and I'm a Melbourne-based podcaster and voiceover artist. Last week, I spoke with a guy named Premal Nanavati. He's originally from India, and he's an advocate for animal welfare, and we've been friends for many years. He'll be participating in the RSPCA's Million Paws Walk as a volunteer to be held on Sunday the 19th of May of 2019. I'll leave details about the event in the episode show notes. He tells me about the event, how his love for animals began, and his take on the recent animal rights protests held in the Melbourne CBD by vegan activist groups. It was a very good chat and uh, it's a bit of a shorter one than usual, but I hope you enjoy it. Here he is, my good friend, Premal Nanavati. Hey, Premal buddy. How you doing, mate? Good. How you doing, Ivan? Yeah, good. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. This is your first ever podcast, isn't it? Yes, that's correct. You've never done something like this before? Not like this before, no. No, no? no. You, how are you feeling? A bit nervous? or? bit nervous, yeah, but it's good. Exciting. Good. Yeah, you got the yeah. whole world listening to you, so... That's good. It's, yeah. it's not too bad. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was saying to you off air before we got on that uh, it's not like live radio, so, you know, no one's tuning in as soon as we're talking and you don't have to worry about bumbling and stuff <laughs> yeah that's good yeah <laughs> good to hear <laughs> yeah it's fine so i did mention premal you are a very good friend of mine yep. i mentioned this in the introduction and uh you are an animal lover you do love animals and uh so much so that you're going to be involved in this year's million paws walk yes, uh, that's by correct. the rspca that's going to be held on sunday the 19th of may so I, I like i said we've been good friends for a very long time i've known you yeah. nice to work with you and, yeah. and everything like that um and you love animals you have an affinity for them so i guess to start off let's find out the genesis of this where did uh, your love affair for animals begin so it began back when i was in india and uh, i always liked animals to watch animal documentaries okay right yeah and then uh, in india there were a lot of street animals like street dogs and cats and i always thought about like what's happening to them during the night or during the rainy season and always cared about them okay so what kind of things do you think would happen to them uh, like there is like how they might be getting food or like some things like ran over by the car and all. There are a lot of street dogs and cats. Like it's totally out of control. And back in the old days when I was growing up, there was not much about animal control or anything like RSPCA company like uh-huh. this. So there was nothing like this. I always thought about them. Yeah. And my love for animals all started growing. And then I started watching a lot of documentaries uh, on Foxtel. So we have Indian cable TVs. Yep. And then I used to watch a lot of documentaries. And what stage uh, I used to watch all all the time. And my dad and my parents got so much fed up. Yeah. That even while watching dinner, while having dinner, we were watching it. Yeah. And then my dad says, "When I don't want to see lions eating some uh, deer or anything." So like, yeah. So it's all started <laughs> growing from there. Yeah. So was it too gross for your dad? He just for didn't parents, like the yeah, blood and the guts Yes, and that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, he just wasn't a fan. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of animals do you like, friends? Uh, I like. I, I call you Prims because you know we're close friends. That's correct. So yeah, that's Prim right. <laughs> your real name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like all 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 kind of animals. Uh, it doesn't matter whether uh, like uh, it's a mammals or a fish or anyone. It doesn't matter. Like uh, all animals, but especially I've got partial to cats. Yeah, whether it's a big cat or a small cat, I got a cat. Yeah, 
<laughs> and what's the name of your cat? Uh, Lenny. Lenny, that's right. <laughs> How old is she now? She's eight. Eight years old. Yeah. There you go. Doing well? Yeah, yeah, she's good. What's the life expectancy for a cat? Like 15, 20? Yeah, so usually if it is, uh, she's uh, strictly indoor. Okay. So if indoor cats have more uh, life expectancy uh, compared to the outdoor indoor cat. Right. Because uh, if it is outdoor indoor cat, then they might uh, come, like say, fight with the dog or like run over by the car. Yeah. So that's why the indoor cats have got more life expectancy than the dog. Yeah. And they're not going around and mating and That's, as much. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> and also, just going back to India as well, you were saying that there's all these stray animals and everything. That's correct, yeah. What about cows? I hear cows walk along the streets. Is that true? That's correct. Uh, street cows? So not more, more <clears throat> in uh, metropolitan cities, but if you go into the further up in Victor uh, country places, then yes, there are lots of cows. Uh-huh. And yeah, and then it's it's considered holy. So you can't even kill or slaughter or anyone like that. So it's considered holy yeah, okay. in India. It's a religious belief. So yeah. it's totally different compared to out here, what we are. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of India, Premal, you went last year to uh, a leopard sanctuary. Yeah, leopard uh, safari. In India. Yeah. What was the name of it? What was the name of the uh, park? It was a small town. So that it's not officially declared as a leopard safari. Okay, sure. So, so the place it's not endorsed by government, no. WWF or Nothing, anything like that? No. no? no? It's okay. just a small town in uh, western India. So it's in Rajasthan. Okay, yeah. It's a small uh, city. And uh, what happens is, like, uh, I live there. It's like a small, it's inside the jungle, but it's in a tent, but it's like a luxurious tent. Yeah, right. So you stay there for like three days, four days, or I stay there for four days. And then you get all the food and everything. Plus, you go on a morning and afternoon safari. So it's a leopard safari, and the leopards are not roaming out there, but it's on the top of the hill. Yeah. The mountains, yeah. The leopards would be really interesting as well because. Because uh, they are of the feline family. That's Do correct. they behave a lot like cats? That's correct. They, yeah. you know, purr and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Did you yeah. see, what? What did you see there? So when I went there, so the, I saw the mating pair, and I actually saw the leopards are very, very noc- they are nocturnal animals, so like they're very shy. Yeah. And then when I was in India, so I saw a mating pair, a male and a female, and I actually saw them mating. It's very rare to see. Right. In wild. Uh-huh. So that was really good, ex- very good experience. Ah, oh, there you go. So you yeah. got a bit of action <laughs> watching, <laughs> yes. watching the leopards go at it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> seeing, seeing nature at its finest. Yeah, that's good. And then it was fun that like you saw them and then one day you see on one hill and the second day we saw it on a different part of the jungle. That was a really good experience as well. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. So are there any other animals at this leopard sanctuary? Yeah, so I saw the hyena, spotted hyena. Oh, so hyenas. Are they? I know they're native to Africa, but are they native to India as India well? India as well. So hyenas. India's ah. got different kind of hyenas. Right. So one day we went out with my driver and the guide, and they say, like, let's go out. And uh, we went to a different part of the jungle, which they're trying to make as a animal uh, safari yeah so they're going to pitch it to the government saying we're going to take care of the whole place and that's when and then we went out and they had uh, trapped all the cameras and everywhere so they want to capture all the leopards and everything okay so i was part of that project just for one day or two days oh okay right and right. then we went for that and it was an amazing experience oh it would have been great yeah so how, did they say how many leopards roughly were in this sanctuary uh or the park in the park no not because they even a no. They don't have a number, but roughly around, they said, 25 to 27. Oh. But around the whole area. Oh, so, not So many. not on the safari, like, yeah. Oh, okay, right. So it's 20, about 25, 20, we'll say 30, roughly. Yeah. So around 25 to 30, 
in the whole park. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but it's not a park actually. It's no, no, sorry, I keep, I keep saying park. It's a jungle. It's, it's a jungle. Yeah. yeah, it's like the wilderness. Mm, wilderness. Yeah. But you don't want to get eaten by one but of those buggers. The main thing, what I was saying, <laughs> I was, it was very surprised to see is that on the top of the hill, one side you see there's a leopard sitting there, and on the other side there is a temple. Yeah, right. And then the people are walking there, uh, and then just praying to the god, and then the leopard seeing leopard can see the people are like walking on the temple. But they are like been living in harmony for since last two hundred years. Yeah, two hundred years of not eating each other, not That's killing correct. each other. Gee, it's pretty peaceful <laughs> over yeah. in India. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really cool. So, uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk on. I'll talk about animal rights in a few minutes, and yeah. you know, your take on what's happened recently in Melbourne. But I guess what what do you think? Because you you said before you weren't sure about what happens to the stray animals in india do you think based on what you've seen that animals are treated with respect in india i mean or, or maybe other parts as far as you're aware or do you think they could be treated a bit better based on your observations maybe you've read articles about treatment in india yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think so it uh, like it's not been treated properly definitely no have you read reports or you've when i was in india yeah uh, which was 19 years ago so i moved here since 19 years yeah but when i was there no, the and the street dogs or cats are they're not been treated properly. Not treated properly as well. But now I've I've been reading a lot recently that like the awareness among the people have changed and then they've start started becoming more focused on animal rights and all those things. So right. like it's changing. Because typically uh, in India, because it's majority Hindu, uh, the majority of people are vegetarian. That's correct. So there's obviously been a big surge in veganism over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, have you found that a lot of, well, probably not since you've come to Australia, but at least when you've gone back like last year, have you noticed a rise in veganism in India? It is, yeah. So, yeah. so there is like, I think so India has got one of the highest number of vegetarians in the yes, world. Yes, of course. Yeah. But the things have started changing. So from vegetarian, you turn vegan. So that's, that's happening a lot nowadays because of a lot of awareness and people are getting more aware about the animal rights and cruelty against animal and all those things. Yeah. And plus as well, especially well, in the Western world anyway, I'm sure India will be very similar because they've developed so much over the decades. That's correct. There's been a lot of changes in the way that vegan alternative uh, meats and alternative foods have been produced and a lot of the stuff you know back in the day didn't taste that good but no. look that good but now it's almost on par with the real thing that's correct yeah yeah and people are getting their nutrients from those and also other that's correct proteins as well so i guess there's that there's that change and veganism has become a bit more cool that's correct yeah so yeah. I, yeah i met one of my friend recently who came back uh, from india like just to visit here yeah and i asked him what's going on and he said like yeah he's uh, started to become vegan as well okay right so that means uh, the things are changing back in india and then yeah. people have started their beliefs and the thinking's change as well okay Ooh. so yeah but it's changing everywhere yeah. especially in, in the western world and also developing countries like uh, india as well yeah yeah well, there you go so that's a that's a rising uh, rising tide that's correct and change. i'll just share my experience when i moved here uh, from India in 2000. Yeah. And when I moved here, I was kind of vegetarian. Yeah. And then I've started eating meat over a period of time. Yeah, so you've but, gone the opposite way. Yes. Yeah. But there was not vegetarian option available when I was here, moved in here in 2000. Yeah. And when I go to a restaurant with friends and there was not many things available but over a period of time, it's changed. Yeah, because you eat steak as well, don't you? <laughs> yes. How, how, how does your family feel about you eating beef? Considering that cows are sacred in so, India, did I have you told them? Uh, let's just say they are not happy. Ah, oh, they're not happy, yeah. <laughs> but they can't do anything. No, they can't. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so you've gone the other direction. Yes. Yeah. So you think because 
you didn't have accessibility for vegetarian food That's correct. at the and time. And I had to change my diet. Yeah, and you had to change. Yeah, fair enough. Because obviously a lot of people, it's very hard. You can't just go cold turkey with vegan. I know my, I do another podcast, a Seinfeld one. Yep. Uh, my co-host and friend Stephen, he's a mm-hmm. vegan as well. Um, but um, like obviously being vegan, you need to have kind of like he, – he tells me things like you need to be prepared and you got to know alternatives to get your nutrients and stuff. You can't just say, yeah. oh, no meat. And then, you know, because meat has like B12 proteins and vitamins and stuff. Ooh. So you kind of need to get something else. You need to find what other vegetable or supplement other has options, that. Yeah. So he says you got to plan. Like some people just go, oh, you know, because there's the stereotype where vegans don't have enough energy, Ooh. you know. But vegans who study and research and they do everything right, they don't, have, they don't, they're not tired. You That's know what I mean? Correct, like yeah. they, they, they can yeah. sustain That's kind energy of in creating awareness. That's yeah. what the whole thing is about, creating awareness. Awareness. That's right. And, and speaking of awareness, it's actually a really good segue into my next question I was about to yeah. ask you. So there has been a lot of talk, especially in Australia, about animal rights recently because we've had the uh, protests recently by a group of vegan activists, uh, m- most notably, also, as well as other states in uh, Australia, mostly in the Melbourne CBD. They blocked off the corner of Flinders and Swanston Streets. And, and for those who aren't in Melbourne who are listening, it's probably the busiest intersection in Melbourne. Melbourne yeah, that's it's correct. like the massive square where the train station is and everything. That whole place was blocked off by activists. They had uh, vans and they were promoting a documentary about the mistreatment of animals. So um, I asked you before about, um, you know, in India, should animals be treated better as well? In Australia, I haven't seen the documentary Dominion, but from my understanding, it's got footage of animals being beaten and cruel, like cruelly shocked, and you know they're just they're just killed in very cruel ways. You know, from from my understanding, I feel my opinion is with regards to veganism. I think you know if if you want to do it, do it, which is fantastic, That's and great. it's good to also bring the message of animal cruelty and uh-huh. maybe make people think twice about eating meat because you only need to eat little bits of meat. You don't have to have five steaks a week, you know what no. I mean? I guess for you, um, like in my opinion, I think they've got the right intentions, but and I'm not tarring all vegans with the same brush. This is only a small group of selective yep. selected activists. What because with regards to animal rights and stuff, Premel, what do you think would be the best way to spread the message across? Because I think the execution is a bit poor. It I is. think it's a bit too forced. How would you if you had a message to regarding we'll just say animal rights in general, how would you go about it? I think so. The best way to do is to educate people rather than enforcing someone. Yeah. Because if this is a human nature, if you enforce, like if you pressure someone or if you enforce something on the human, they're not going to take it in the right way. No, because humans generally are quite defensive. That's correct. And yeah. first, it's like I, I will do what I want to do. But if you try and educate, give them an option, saying this is what I'm trying to send out the message across. It's your call, but this is what the options you give it to them, and they'll think. You get them thinking about it. The same thing, uh, I've been reading a lot of things about the same uh, activities, activists, yes. uh, like saying that they're going to go to the farmers who are like animal farmers. Yes. And they sometimes just uh, unlock the paddock and let the animals lose. Yeah. But that's going to anger the, like, the anger the farmers. The like farmers. You, yeah. yeah. That's you right. Don't and, want... and it'll affect their livelihoods as well. Exactly. So you don't yeah. want to do that. But in the other way, you have to go and educate farmers and get their support and saying, this is what you're trying to do. What do you think? What is your opinion? And get them on board, yeah. and then try try and uh, like educate them about all this veganism and everything. Yeah, and that's the way of doing it, rather than enforcing it onto someone. And obviously, it's not going to be uh, an overnight thing. This no, will probably take a few generations. That's correct. To get that, yeah. that was the one of the thing I was trying to say that when I moved here, yeah, I was vegetarian, and over a period of time, I turned, I started eating meat. But now, 
in the last 19 years, things have changed so much. Oh, so much so, yes. So that now there is vegetarian option, vegan options available. Yes. Back in those days, that was not available. And then in Western culture, I think so, meat was always the part of your plate. Oh, of course, yeah. It was always, especially Sunday night dinners. Exactly. Meat and three veg. So you can't change that uh, overnight and it's going to happen over a period of time. Mm. And that's where you have to start educating people about veg- vegan and vegetarian and and that will happen over a period of time, over not a period overnight. Of time. Yeah, because because at the moment, you know, with, the, with like I said, I'm not grouping all vegans. No, I know a lot of moderate. That's correct. Vegans, yes, yes. Um, just this particular group, they're just not doing it the right way, and no. they're forcing it on people. And yeah, I just I think I, I'm agree with you. I think it's just got to be education. At least I, I think my my perspective on it is I believe it's more about reduction rather than elimination because I'm, I'm trying not to eat as much meat yep. as I used to. Um, and even when I'm going out, I'm eating like vegetarian and vegan options when mm. I go out mostly as well. Um, I'm reducing my meat sometimes like because I, I eat fish and stuff as well. Like, I know some people will say fish is meat, but for me, I, I, I don't know. I just think fish is separate for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but, but it is meat, yeah. It is meat, I know. <laughs> but sometimes I'll have days where I just don't eat any chicken, red meat, yeah. you know. I might just have just veggies or eggplant or maybe I'll get away with a piece of fish or something. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, for me at the moment, I think it's just all about reduction. It is reduction, you're right. And then also you have to make sure that, like, when you want to eat something and you mentioned that people, if the supplements are available or another option is available, why people going to go and eat meat when the other options are available? That's right. It's just educating them, saying, this is available to you and it's available, it's, it's there. Like, you just have to choose and that's what educating them about it. Yeah. Have you heard of lab-grown meat? No. So there's a, a, a thing that's happening. So at the moment, there's a group of, I think, scientists or, or nutritionists or whoever, they're trying to do it so they're creating meat, like steaks, chicken, whatever in the lab, but they're not using the animals. They're actually using the DNA from the animals. Okay. And so what they're doing is they're lab-growing the meat. So what they're aiming to do is hopefully one day you'll still be able to eat a steak or a piece of pork or whatever you want. But you won't have to have killed an animal to have it. Mm, so do, you, do you think, would you, if you had the choice between eating the cow or eating the lab meat, and it tasted exactly the same, would you go the lab meat? I don't know at the uh, moment. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, I, you probably, you don't know enough. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know. There's not enough scientifically proven what exactly, how that's going to come out. And it's still in the work in progress. Yeah. I think it'll take a long time. But yeah, I, I'm of the opinion where if it looks the same, tastes the same, I'd rather eat. The one where there hasn't been any cruelty. That's correct. Yeah. Over the the animal who had to get slain for that's, my that's consumption. That's true. Yeah, Absolutely. even I don't mind. But then, yeah. unless and until we haven't proved it's a proven product or anything like that, people are not going to try it. No, that's right. Have you considered like maybe opening up a farm one day and you know having some animals, not yeah. to eat, but you know just yeah, to, yeah, just to have just to have, have them. That's that's my yeah. dream. That once I retire, like I'll have kind of just like a hobby farm with country some Victoria and live there and then have. A uh, couple of horses and ducks and chickens nice. and, and like not for my consumption, but just, just for, for pets. Pets, yeah. Oh, that'll be nice. Mm. Yeah. Have you? Do you know where? Or you haven't really no, planned? Just not anywhere. even think about it. But <laughs> I just that's my plan that I want to do it. But nice. I don't know. 
<laughs> You'll bring if Lenny's still there. Yeah, hopefully. Or yeah. Lenny too, the cat. Yes. <laughs> like Lenny's daughter or something. Yeah. yeah, you can bring him along. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> awesome. So speaking of um, animals and, and cruelty as well, um, we did mention that you'll be part of the RSPCA's annual Million Paws Walk, and that's going to be held on Sunday the 19th of May. So uh, tell me a bit about the event, Premal, and why are you getting involved for the first time? Uh, so I'll talk uh, first about why I got involved in this yeah. uh, event because um, – I did that a uh, few years ago. I did uh, volunteering for Lord Smith, so same kind of uh, the animal group like RSPCA. Right. And then I did uh, the world's biggest dog wash. So I was part <laughs> of that. You were washing all the dogs. Dogs. Yes, oh, I, I was. I was doing it. You were doing it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it yeah. was in. I think so. It's in North Mel, North Melbourne, or Escotville, or somewhere around that one of the park. And I was involved in that. And there is kind of like uh, the people come and saying they just want to wash the dog. But the money from the charity, it goes to the charity for Lord Smith. And yeah, then it sure. was more to do with uh, taking care of all the animals comes to the shelter. Sure. And the same thing, uh, the my love for the animals grew from there as well. And then I wanted to work into volunteering with the animals. So I tried with uh, Melbourne Zoo or anything, but it's very hard to get into Melbourne Zoo. Or What did you have to do to try and get into to Melbourne Zoo? Is there like uh, a The volunteers, they're not taking any volunteers. Because they have too many? Too many, yes. Yeah, I guess because the Melbourne Zoo is one of the biggest attractions in That's Melbourne. That's correct, So yeah. they always have people. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. I wanted to do something. So I said, oh, Lord, RSPC, I'll do it. And then I don't drive. So <laughs> I said, okay, something I wanted to get involved with animals. So then... They say like they got some options available like this, and I said they can sign me up for this one. Okay, great. So, so you're volunteering at the walk. That's correct. Okay, great. So, so do you know what you're going to do? Yes. Yeah. So, what, what are you able to say what you're going to do? Yeah. So, That's okay. Yeah. What happens is like there are there are around more than two hundred volunteers for this event. Right. So it's at a Million Paws Walk uh, in Albert Park. So we got Million Paws Walk all around Victoria. Yes. So even different states as well. Uh, but I'm doing it Albert Park. And I will be managing so where people buy tickets online. Uh, oh, okay. So you'll be at the the membership desk, like, membership or the, or desk, the ticket yeah. desk. Yeah. So people, when they buy online tickets, yeah, they still need a respawn to walk uh, pass through the main entrance. The uh, usually RSPCA send them uh, via post, but if they haven't received or anything, then they'll come to our stall, and then I'll just give them the the respawn. Very good. Very yeah. so. You, you obviously you won't be participating in the walk because you're no, volunteering. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are you planning on doing any other volunteer work? You know, with animals or without animals or anything, or just just the uh, walk at the moment. At the moment, just a walk. But I'm thinking about what how, how else I can uh, keep volunteering. So maybe not with RSPCA, but with other shelters or anything like that. So Very good. thinking. But Very yeah, good. Um, and because we have an animal hospital just up the road, okay. <laughs> so maybe you can go there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Million Paws Walk, so that was for uh, raising awareness for cruelty of animals. And said, against, right? yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Good. And then so usually can... it's the charity. So, so far till date, they've, uh, it's around, get around $250,000 just oh. by becoming like someone's, uh, becoming member or someone's like how we are friends and then we create all the donations for the animals. Sure, sure. So that's only so far. And then on the day, they've got different events like dog wash and then uh, they've got uh, dog catwalks kind of a thing. Oh, the fashion walk. show. Literally, fashion show. And it's literally cats walking. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I, I mean, dog fashion show or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. So they've got that on the day. And there's so many things available. So like, yeah, it's good. And it's fun to go, you know, come to that day because I've seen uh, the Great Dane. 
which are really tall. Oh, dogs. you washed one of them. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that'd be like washing an elephant. Yeah, <laughs> they are They are like very gentle giant, but oh, they, they are, are really like three and a half feet tall. I thought you were washing a horse. Yeah, <laughs> almost pony. Almost yeah. a pony, yeah. yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, so it's fun day, and then you'll see so many dogs out there, and then people are walking out Albert Park. So it's a very good atmosphere, family atmosphere. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's very good. Oh, excellent, mate. That's really good. I'm, well, I hope you keep up the volunteering. Yeah, thank excellent. you. Excellent. And that, like I mentioned, that is happening on Sunday, the 19th of May. And I'll be leaving details in the show notes so you can find out more about that walk. And if you want to get involved, you want to donate some money, or if you want to be take part in the walk itself, yeah, feel free. Sure. Premal Nanavati, thank you very much for being with me today. It's been great. Um, thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That was in Melbourne last week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm always looking for guests, so if you're doing something extraordinary and you wish to share it on the podcast, be sure to send me an email at inmelbournelastweek at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to those are in the show notes. You can find In Melbourne Last Week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts. See you next time with another episode with another special guest. Take care.